time for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. So wake me up when it's Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is Saturday, February 3rd, 2024, 7.07 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here for the big show. I am, of course, Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for joining us this morning here at Saturday Morning Coffee. We invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee. Join us as we talk about the news, current events, everything that we think you need to know about this crazy world uh, that we live in this week here at Saturday Morning Coffee. We're all about a few things, lower taxes, limited, limited government, all the things that mean more freedom, more freedom for you and me and all of us who are we the people. We've got a country to save, folks. And it hangs in the balance, literally. And uh, that saving starts right here in the studio, right there, wherever you are listening to the sound of my voice. Joined in the studio this morning, as always, mostly always, by Stop producer extraordinaire, Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, how are you this morning? I got a cold a couple weeks ago. That's it. Uh, you were kind of down for the count one Sunday, yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, Doing well. Doing well. You yeah. sound good. Hey, thanks. You had a good week? Great week. We were right. helping a lot of saving babies last uh, Thursday night. We saved babies for the women's for the Coastline uh, Women's Center. Coastline Women's Center. Yep. That is so awesome. Great turnout. Uh, great event and uh, a great cause. Yeah, I love what uh, the station does for those guys. They do great work. They've been doing great work. We support them. Um, yeah. We've been, you know, supporters of that ministry for many years. Their mission is awesome. Oh yeah. Um, yeah we had uh, entertainment from Michael Barefoot. The most magician. award-winning magician in the country, uh, uh, magicshow123.com. You can hire him for your event. We always appreciate Michael and all his help and donating his time. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So that went on. We've had a lot of uh, a lot going on. It's been a busy week. We've had uh, a lot of political stuff happening. Trump's campaign had a big presser here in O'Ree County. Also on Thursday, that was uh, a lot of folks here for that. Of course, more political news. The the campaign continues on the Republican front with Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley was uh, in town on Sunday, right after our show last week. She was here in uh, Myrtle Beach on, I believe, Sunday afternoon. Had a pretty decent crowd, but the campaign continues for two remaining uh, Republican candidates for president, Nikki Haley and, of course, Donald J. Trump. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, Nick, uh, Nick um, Ron DeSantis Interesting comments this week being made by, among others, Charlie Kirk. You know, Charlie Kirk mentioned, I was listening to one of his guest speakers, Glenn, and they were talking about the fact that Ron DeSantis spent about round numbers, $130 million. When you count the Super PAC and all the expenditures, spent about $130 million, if I remember correctly, in Iowa. And they gave the number of votes he got. I think it was like 40-something, 40 40, low 40s. Mm-hmm some number of votes in Iowa. And when you divide that out, it worked out, to, I want to say the number was like high force, like $4,700 per vote. <laughs> That's incredible. That could help a lot of people. And that would have helped a lot of people. Yeah. And one of the things he, and Charlie Kirk's was really harsh about the about the, the status of the Republican primary right now and the fact that the Republican Party is, is uh, off balance 
off on its heels, not doing well, having a bad fundraising year. It's crazy, Glenn. We should be fundraising like never before. Right. If Republicans can't raise money now, what is it going to take for this, you know, situation to be to be fixed? You know, his point was, well, you know, 150 million dollars is a lot of dough and we need to be focusing our resources on this president and winning the general. Right. And he didn't even he wasn't even complaining. He wasn't even at the, at the, at the moment wasn't even talking about Nikki Haley, but how much money did Nikki Haley spend in Iowa? How much money did Nikki Haley spend in New Hampshire? How much money is Nikki Haley spending in her home state of South Carolina? So Charlie Kirk was making some very excellent points, I thought, about structurally, we have some problems. We've not raised the money that we need to win this election. And sooner or later, we're going to have to spend some money. Have you noticed, Glenn, that the president is running ads? And these, these are campaign ads. And if you look at the, uh, the, the text of the ad and the graphics in the ad, they're telling people to sign up for Green New Deal jobs and scholarships mm. through the Biden campaign. Uh-huh. I, when, I mean, have, do you recall ever seeing a political campaign, somebody running for president, and when you get to the end of the campaign ad, which is clearly a campaign ad, they start talking about how you can apply for a job? Yeah. Yeah, if you elect him, you could have a good job. I mean, speaking of, speaking of 4700 bucks a vote, why don't they just walk around, which they do, frankly, why don't they just walk around and pass out money to vote? Yeah. I mean, they do that. Yeah. I mean, but to see, it, to see it on television and to see Joe Biden say, you know, I'm Joe Biden, I approve this message, and it says, learn how to apply for a fellowship at joebiden.com slash green jobs. <laughs> you know. It's so it's so blatantly transactional, so transparently transactional. Yeah. Well, you know, he's done everything he can. If we don't get a Republican into all the the presidency into the White House, the border will never be fixed. Because you know, poor Joe, he has done everything he can to fix the border, and now he's depending on Congress to do something. Um, and I'm say that sarcastically because you know that all he has to do is issue an executive order. And he would fix the border. Yeah, um, he has the power. He does have the power. He took the power away from the people on day one. Yeah, he doesn't need, we've said this on the show before, we'll say it again, there is absolutely no legislation that is needed that Congress needs to pass to allow Biden to fix this problem. Period. Full stop. End of story. When Trump took the White House, mm-hmm. he reversed some changes that Obama had made. Remember, Obama couldn't get the Dreamer Act through Congress. Right. So what did he do? He implemented most of the Dreamer Act by way of executive order. And people were like, you can't do that. And he said, watch me. Yeah. I'm the president. Elections have consequences. Yes. Yeah. And, of course, we had to sit back and watch him basically implement the Dreamer Act by fiat, something that Congress wouldn't agree to exactly. at the time. And, of course, Trump comes into office he eliminates, uh, he, he, he re-energizes Title Remain in Mexico policy. He starts uh, construction of a border wall. He says Mexico is going to pay for it. He does all those things by executive order because he clearly, under the law, has the power to do that. And Democrats didn't like that, Glenn, but could they stop it? No, because the president has the power under 18 U.S. code to do those things. Right. And 
Biden comes into office. What does he do? The 36 things that Trump did by executive order mm-hmm. to fix the border? All in spite at America's cost. Immediately undone. Day one by the Biden administration. Yep. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, Glenn. When Biden stands up, as he did repeatedly this week, and says, if, if Congress, if the Senate will pass this election reform bill and give me the power, I will fix this problem. When you have a president that will, is that bald face, a liar, right. and that's what he is, let's just call him what he is, when he's that big a liar, and he's willing to lie to the American people, not once, not twice, not three times, but repeatedly during the week, on the lawn of the White House, yep. on his way to the helicopter, like it's just another day yep. on the job, lying to the American people, and he's not called to account for you you can't run a country that way and he said he doesn't have the power but that word power all it means is money he He just wants the money he's lying yes he is he has the power to do exactly what trump did to undo what he's already done Mm -hmm. he did it once he can do it again Mm -hmm. and when's the last time we gave money to ukraine now it's been a little bit hadn't it yeah yeah which is a really good thing but uh, at the same time he has intertwined our safety and our border protection with ukraine and really, the Republicans are basically saying, no, let's solve this problem first by itself. Um, it's, it's very disheartening to and, see our government working this way. And it's not working. Right. I mean, it's right. like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm reminded often, Glenn, of Ronald Reagan's famous quip, the 10 scariest words yeah. in the English language. Yeah. I'm from the government yeah. and I'm here to help. Yeah. There's nothing more frightening. But I also learned this week, Glenn, that we had a... Um, Learn something about, um, among all the other travesties going on on the southern border, which is an invasion, we'll talk more about it, VA health resources, Veterans Administration health resources that otherwise are supposed to be used to take care of our veterans, who are not being taken care of, are being used to take care of illegals. Really? Yes. I did not hear that. I've heard that some hospitals are going under, you know, yeah. belly up. Belly because, up. Yeah. Because they can't handle the load, all this economic growth. So now the veterans, all taking, so what's brings. next? Our Social Security dollars? It's, it's, it is as if, Glenn, I tell you, it's as if sometimes you think the political class, the uniparty, the people behind the scenes, pulling the strings behind the curtain, they all took a national suicide pact yeah, yeah. inside the Beltway. It's called Turo, Turo, Turo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. It's like we all sat on the beach and agreed to commit Harry Carey as a mm-hmm. nation. It's unbelievable. So we're going to be talking to uh, Frank Bullock with the Concerned Veterans of America, going to be telling us uh, his take, uh, updating us on what we've seen this week on this matter of the VA benefits being utilized to provide health care to illegal aliens. And among other problems, uh, Glenn, that are just too big to almost get your head around. But we'll talk about it today here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Y'all stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Let me tell you about one of our favorite sponsors here at Saturday Morning Coffee. Of course, I'm talking about Conway Ford, your hometown dealer over on Church Street in Conway. Of course, we love all our sponsors here at Saturday Morning Coffee, but we especially love Conway Ford. Conway Ford is your hometown dealer. Winner of the Ford President's Award, where you'll always find friendly faces, great customer service, and the best buying experience around. The Conway Ford buying experience is better than their competitors. They guarantee it. 
They're so excited to finally have a great inventory selection of all the great Ford models you've been looking for. Broncos, Bronco Sports, Expeditions, Ford F-150s, Mustangs. Great selection of uh, vehicles right now over at Conway Ford. And they're also uh, offering a pickup and delivery service for all your service needs. So if you're looking for the best buying experience or the best service experience around, it's Conway Ford. Worth the drive to Church Street and Conway to, uh, to to get to deal with Barry and Andy Lone and all the great folks over at Conway Ford. And tell them you heard about it on Saturday Morning Coffee. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee. Saturday Morning Coffee for Saturday, February 3rd, 2024. Thanks for joining us here on the show this morning. As promised, we're talking uh, this morning to Frank Bullock. Frank is Strategic Director for Concerned Veterans of America, and he's also a veteran of the U.S. Coast Guard, and he joins us here today to give us a little bit of an update on some of the things happening Um, at CVA, at Concerned Veterans of America, and some of the stories that have been in the press lately. uh, Very disturbing, Glenn, like we were talking about before the break. You know, we do a fair amount of work with veterans at the law firm, so I get to chat with them occasionally. And we do a fair amount of work here at the radio station. Yeah, we do a lot of stuff with the the, uh, Veterans Welcome Home Resource Center here at the station. And it's like sometimes I get positive comments, like some of the facilities that have been built here in this part of South Carolina Mm -hmm. lately have helped, but I also get stories about people not getting the care they need. And then you hear about, ABC ran a story about veterans' care, healthcare benefits being utilized by illegal immigrants crossing the border and getting directed into into VA systems, VA, VA care process, just because you know, there aren't but so many ways that the government can provide health care. Well, and it's already overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, how the horror stories about going to the VA and how long it takes. Yeah, and they, they put you on a waiting list for, you know, yeah. 48 months. I've always said we're not taking good enough care. And, uh, and I, I told Liz, I actually asked Liz Calloway about it this week on her show, and I said, have you heard that if you're a, you know, a VA veteran seeking medical benefits, in addition to dealing with all the delays that you've typically dealt with in the past, according to what we're reading, these stories that have been um, leaked out this week, that you may be in line behind a, a, an illegal immigrant yeah. or two. And or so, five uh, or 5,000. Yeah, or or 5,000. Mm-hmm. And so uh, really insulting. I tell you, Glenn, you can't run a country this way. It just it doesn't work. And we we're, that's why we're here, to get to the bottom, to let you people know what we need to be talking uh, to our elected officials about what we will stand for and what we won't. And uh, anyway, joined here in the studio by Frank Bullock. As I said, Frank, welcome to Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for getting up and joining us and sharing your Saturday morning with us here. Thank you so much, Reese. Thanks for having me. Honored yeah. to be here. Well, it's uh, always um, good to have you. I think you've been with us uh, once or twice before. But tell folks who may not know, what is uh, CVA? What is Concerned Veterans of America? Well, Concerned Veterans for America. I'm sorry, Concerned Veterans for America. Yeah, My bad. It's an important distinction. Yeah. Um, you know, so many veterans organizations are actively engaged in helping individual specific veterans and their families, um, whatever the issue may be. What we are engaged in on a daily basis from the grassroots level throughout um, up to um, D.C., working with representatives and senators, 
is um, solutions that we are providing through policy for our nation, not just for veterans, but specifically as it relates to veterans and their families. Um, and this is part and parcel, our foreign policy um, as it relates to ending endless wars and the authorization of use of military force, congressional debate, on and on and on. All of that informs and has a effect on veterans' health care. This story I'm so happy to hear that you are aware of and tracking to raise the level of awareness within the community. It broke um, back in uh, December, December 1st. Mm -hmm. Here we sit February uh, 3rd now, and um, it, it's it's been something that so many people that I speak with, veterans and their families, are just flabbergasted by. The fact of what is happening with unauthorized migrants receiving the medical care in the community, which was designed at its core to function for veterans and their families, and simultaneously, at the same time, veterans are being denied authorization for care to see a medical provider in their own community. Yeah, you, you can't run a country this way. I mean, I, it's not hyperbole. This doesn't work. You can't have, I mean, it's already, we already know problems in the VA are well documented. And I feel like um, my personal sense was, at least under Trump, they were making some progress to making the VA more businesslike in its model and being more results-oriented, customer service-driven. I mean, it's there to serve the veterans. But you can't take what's already an overstressed organization and start serving a whole new community that's not even your constituents. And remember, we're talking about, what, 10, mi 10 million people that have been admitted to the country in the last three years? I mean, it's cuckoo. It, it is. This is something that goes back. We have documentation showing that it goes back to 2020. Um, you know, we Concerned Veterans for America was instrumental in having the Mission Act passed under the previous administration, which allowed for this whole community care thing. And, and to your point, mm -hmm. we need government to work for Americans. You know, we need it to function well. Part of my background and story after spending uh, an entire career uh, operationally uh, in the Coast Guard. And, and thank you for your service, oh, absolutely. by the way. Uh, it was a great life. I was honored to be able to serve. I was deployed in Iraq. I worked for the 1st Infantry Division with the Army in the 36 ID, the State Department, on and on. I did a lot of crazy things. And a lot of that has informed, you know, how I ended up with Concerned Veterans for America. Now, right before that, I worked in a congressional office. And in so doing, I saw firsthand the issues that American people, in particular the constituents of the 7th District of South Carolina, were having with the um, federal government, be it with Veterans Affairs or the IRS or Social Security. And really, um, you know, we need the federal government to work better. And that's what we're all about, is having yeah. the federal government government be more accountable more accountable, specifically as it relates to the VA uh, in, in terms of their health care policies. Yeah. And just providing um, avenues for greater and better health care, not to <laughs> unauthorized migrants, you know, which they are lending their staff. You know, that, that takes time. That takes time away from the core mission of the VA. And it's uh, truly unfortunate. It needs to change. There is legislation pending. Uh, Representative Mike Bost, within two weeks of this story breaking, uh, along with Senator uh, Tuberville, 
they have introduced uh, the No VA Resources for Illegal Aliens Act. I would highly recommend any and everyone that might be listening to this contact your congressman and or senators and encourage them to sign on to that. We think that that would be a um, game changer to make certain that veterans come first and foremost when it comes to the VA and the health care that they're provided. Well, you know, here's what I don't understand, and, I, and we see this time and time again, Frank, and it's extremely frustrating. You know, the, the theory is Congress makes appropriations, they give money to certain executive branch agencies to spend it, and somehow these agencies go rogue and wander off the reservation, and we wind up getting into situations where we hear about hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars being spent on things that aren't just um, off mission, but are a total waste of time and contrary to what any of us would, would approve and want. And you're like, wait a minute, guys, we gave you this money as the VA to take care of veterans and, you know, you're spending it on illegal immigrant care. I, I mean, people should go to jail for that. Well, I tell you, it's in some ways even worse. The VA denies this <laughs> as an issue, mm-hmm. despite the documentation, despite the proof being in, in the pudding, if you if you will. Yeah. Um, they deny it. Uh, the numbers don't lie, however. In 2022 alone, nearly $75 million was spent on health care for unauthorized m- migrants uh, via community care. Uh, you, you know, it's uh, approaching or, or over somewhere around $150 million. Yeah. And by the way, uh, on this show, two years. We're, we're just going to call them what they are. They are illegal immigrants. They're human beings, yeah. but they are illegal immigrants. You know, it's like Phil Collins said, wrote, wrote a song about it. Nobody ran him off the rails. You know, they didn't run him out of town. It's no fun being an illegal alien, but they chose right. to be an illegal alien. Yeah. I think the thing is, how do you match your, you know, um, your, the, the the humanity aspect yeah, of this, absolutely. right? Every single um, person, um, you know, doesn't want to see anyone suffer needlessly. No. You no. Know? So, but at the end of the day, the VA was implemented and set up to address and serve our nation's heroes yep. and their families, it's, not uh, anyone else. Yeah, it's really phenomenal. Um, we got to take a break, go into a little commercial break. Would you stick with us? I got a few more questions I wanted to ask you. Absolutely. All right, folks, we're talking... To Frank Bullock with Concerned Veterans for America. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Can't keep my hands to myself. It's always been a problem. It's uh, a great a great morning here along the grandstand. We are talking to Frank Bullock with Concerned Veterans for America. Frank, thanks for sticking with us. You know, remind folks one more time, what is that legislation that fixes or attempts to fix this problem of taking VA funds and spending on spending it on illegal migrant health care. What's Representative Mike Bost of Illinois? He's introduced along with uh, Senator Tuberville um, the No VA Resources for Illegal Aliens Act. All right, and it, it he did this within two weeks of this story breaking. Yeah. to reiterate that, and uh, it, 
it needs to be looked at and voted on and passed. And I think if your listeners call in, you know, to the congressman, to the senators, they should make it happen. Well, some things go without saying and some things shouldn't have to be said. And you would think that that would not be necessary. But nonetheless, uh, folks need to get behind uh, that bill and support it. Let their representatives know that we want those uh, those provisions implemented. So one thing I also wanted to ask you about, Frank, you know, we had this unfortunate situation where the three uh, servicemen were killed in the drone attack in uh, in the Mideast this past week. And, of course, um, KBJ over at the courthouse, uh, folks, three folks, a complete disservice uh, to their to their, um, you know, to their service to this country. But I one thing I've noticed and our hearts go out to those families and we and we honor those service men and service women for their service and their sacrifice. One thing I've been struck by as the Mideast has become more of a shooting war and, and less of a cold war lately is the number of bases. You mentioned something in the opening segment that I thought was interesting, concerned veterans for America being concerned about needless wars or endless wars, I think you said. And I don't think most people, when you see those graphics on Fox or other news channels about the attacks and the violence, I don't think most people realize how many forward bases we have across these countries. I mean, we're talking about people who were in Jordan, just a few miles from the Syrian border, and there's bases all across the Mideast. And, and I, you know, it occurred to me, I think, when people, families now send their young men and women to join the armed forces, I don't think they were aware, I don't think most people realize just how many forward bases that we have over there and how many people we have in harm's way. It's uh, quite stunning. If I may, I just want to be clear, and uh, I think it's appropriate and to honor the service members that have paid the ultimate price. Uh, Their names, Sergeant William Jerome Rivers, he was 46 years old. Sergeant Kennedy Layden Sanders, she was 24 years old. And Sergeant Brianna Moffitt, 23 years old, just killed in a drone attack in Jordan. And to speak of what you are uh, insisting here, there does not seem or appear to be any strategy behind what is happening, certainly with our Middle Eastern foreign policy and the forward deployment of troops. Uh, It just totally seems reactive. And we do believe that there must be a better way. Um, This is a perfect segue. If your listeners get a chance, check out our website, cv4a.org. That is cv, the number four, a.org. When that website loads, just click on that big red button that says take action, and it will lead you to a uh, I volunteer page that we have that is titled Tell Biden, Get Our Troops Out of Harm's Way. We have troops deployed, as you said, all around the globe. And obviously, it's more than obvious at this point that it is not necessarily in our American interests to have them placed in harm's way. If we are going to ask these young men and women to sacrifice their lives, it's not easy being in the military, as everyone knows. Um, But we should only be putting their lives at risk and in harm's way when it is only absolutely necessary yeah and uh visit our website cv4a.org click on that take action button and tell biden to get our troops out of harm's way one thing i noticed this week which sort of illustrates that to a degree 
is that I noticed a, there was a piece on the news, I think it was Fox News, about a group of Russians coming in across the southern border uh, from Mexico into Texas. And apparently, if Russians invade Ukraine, that's a national security issue that demands an immediate and extreme response from the U.S. in order to protect our national security interests. But Russians can invade Texas, and that doesn't matter. And it just seems like, to me, it, I'm, under, I'm understating it, but it seems like, to me, we, we have our priorities out of order. Well, again, this is, speaks to the fact that there's no deliberation. There's no congressional oversight. This is, in large part, just by uh, executive action. And when I say that, it's not that I personally would just be seeking the Congress to debate it. That is the voice of the American people mm-hmm. at play there. You yep. know? And so we still have troops in Iraq and Syria, at least before October 7th, there were, there were at least approximately 2,500 troops in Iraq alone. Uh, and as someone that is an Iraq veteran, I can tell you, you know, I left in, uh, I, w- I served there in 2010 and 2011 and um, left in July of 2011. By December, it was everyone's understanding we had ended uh, operations there and we had pulled our troops home. Fast forward 13 years later, and we still have troops there. Why? And without yep. any deliberation from Congress or, in other words, the voice of the people weighing in on that decision. Yeah, and I think to, to that point, even more recently, just uh, you know, a couple of years ago, we had the disastrous Biden withdrawal from Afghanistan. 13 members, service members killed in a single day, completely unnecessarily, because it was a botched, completely disorganized retreat from the theater. And I think after that, most people were under the impression, well, it's done. We've come home. And they were under the impression, I was under the impression, that most of our people had been pulled back. Mm-hmm. And yet you see these graphics where these attacks are happening. And as you said, all across uh, Iraq, all across Georgia, and you're like, wait a minute, who authorized this? And, mm-hmm. and do the, is this something that the American people really support? I don't even think the American people realize it. You know? Yeah, let me, let me tell you from where the rubber meets the road on this as someone that experienced this. And just to use numbers to back up what I'm saying for yep. the most recent history on this, since October, American forces have been attacked over 160 individual times. So much of that is via drone attack, as was uh, in in Jordan, mm-hmm. or indirect fire. That is to say, uh, mortar rounds or um, rocket propelled grenades, um, even some IEDs, and and that's still a thing people were more aware of, say, 10 years ago. The Along with the three service members that were killed, 40 were injured Mm -hmm. and experienced traumatic um, uh, brain injury. This informs and leads us into the discussion of why the Veterans uh, Administration is so important, because those troops are going to come home. And some of them are, you know, they're going to be in various stages of uh, capability physically, um, they're going to need care. They're going to need care. And they may or may not have that care available to them, despite the fact that the VA is in the position to do that. I've been there. I have come under attack several times. We got, uh, I, I was nearly blown up. Um, Concerned Veterans for America has several Purple Heart recipients that were uh, attacked and uh, involved in IEDs and also um, direct combat. I got to tell you, it's. Uh, it, it, it it changes you in a way, in a very profound way. 
um, I'm, I'm grateful for my experience is it's made me a better person. Um, but there was some, there was some navigating to get to being a better person to put that, uh, very unnormal or abnormal situation into, uh, the context of my life. That is what these 40 troops are going to have to experience at this point now, as well as all of the other troops that are sitting in the middle of nowhere, um, not necessarily doing what they should be doing in defense of our nation and our interests. Yeah. Well, Frank, again, I want to thank you for your service. I want to thank you for coming on the show this morning. Any other thoughts you want to share with our listeners before we let you go? No. I mean, thank you so much for highlighting these stories. We think it's vital. These things are connected. Oh, yeah. We want to advance the, the, the policy is just a fancy word for the best idea and how it is implemented and how that has a real effect. When I worked in the congressional office before, I had no idea how um, dysfunctional in so many ways and, and not how the federal government was not working well um, for individual Americans and their families. And um, we intend and, and want to make certain that, that they do better. Um, again, check out our website, cv4a.org. Click on that Take Action button and tell Biden to get our troops out of harm's way. And I thank you for your time. Thanks, Frank. Frank, it's always good to have you on the show. Come back anytime, folks. Frank Bullock with Concerned Veterans for America. Check them out online, cv4a.org. And uh, get involved and support uh, support their work. Thanks uh, again, Frank. Come back and join us anytime. Thank you, Reese. Folks, Saturday morning coffee. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with the Parting Wisdom segment. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Frank Bullock. And that's Glenn Don. Don't leave town. everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee you've reached the parting wisdom segment of saturday morning coffee thanks for sticking with us here on the big show this morning i want to thank frank bullock um, for coming in joining us on the show this morning always enjoy talking to frank great guy great american yeah absolutely and uh, really doing great work with concerned veterans for american and i do encourage you all to check out the website there and um and see what um interest you get involved get involved in the mission of of cva and and all the the great things that they are doing and and it really is a great organization interestingly enough glenn a little parting wisdom for you one of and one of the things by the way glenn that i we did not really talk about we mentioned it with frank but there are russians coming across the border Uh in mexico from mexico into texas Interestingly enough, we also learned this week because Governor Abbott has made such a stand in Texas that the flow is now moving away from Texas toward Arizona and California. Sure. And <laughs> so it's like the point of least resistance. But we've got to secure this border. I mean, this is an organized I, – I, I was looking at, at some of the statistics. There are huge numbers. There is an organized effort – to get Chinese nationals across the border. Oh, sure. Now, I'm Glenn, sure, I'm sure there's some already here. There is an the China 
it's an if you look at who at down at the Darien Gap where all these the you know the migrants are congregating for their mass migration north. First of all, I mean, the obvious stuff. Set aside the obvious problems like Venezuela is emptying their prisons. Yep. They don't they don't have to feed their criminals anymore, Glenn. They tell them walk north to freedom. Walk north. What do you think those people are doing in America, Glenn? They're becoming they're continuing their life of crime. The and Bi- we're and we're facilitating it. The Biden administration is dead set on destroying this country. I I th- there is no word that I can think of and I tell people this and we as I said we've talked about this on Liz's show at length. There is no word except for invasion. Right. That describes what's happening on the southern border. You're absolutely right. And it's almost as if these individuals literally all of the people in charge, the people behind the curtain, the people that we don't know, they all got together and entered into some sort of mutual suicide pact. Yeah. Look what's happening this to country. our hospitals. Yeah. Hospitals are going belly up and broke. Uh, this it is, it is a travesty what has happened. Um, I, any Democrat or anybody that is a Biden supporter that it, it, it just keeps turning their, their back on these problems um, and supporting this administration really... Uh, I, I have to say, you've got to really look at their mental status because I, everybody is not stupid. No, I'll, I believe we have mental illness that's running rampant in our country. We have we have mental illness running rampant in the country. We have people who do not understand that. Yes, in fact, it is possible for an administration and an entire class of of ruling elites to act in a, in in treasonous fashion mm-hmm. but if you look at what the constitution stands for and what we're supposed to be about yes it is in my view it is treason i had a conversation with a group of um, individuals over a dinner this week i was at a, a dinner seminar and we were talking and they weren't huge trump people right um and i said but look whether you like trump or not um if you look at his policies the impact of his policies the things that he did on the border the things that he did for the for the economy you know, the only thing I wish, you know, I could say in full disclosure that I wish maybe Trump had handled a little differently is Operation Warp Speed yeah. and some of the things that he did with regard to the vaccine. But I always, no man, no human being, no person, no man or woman can know everything about every subject. You have to rely on the experts that you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Nobody can know everything. And I think he was sold a bill of goods by Fauci and the scarf and everybody else. And the, some of the Democrats have told me directly that Fauci, it was a learning curve. He had never been. He didn't know. Well, he, I think he did, actually. I think he knew exactly what he was their doing. Their excuse for his mistakes was that he didn't know just like none of us knew. But the guy was funding... Uh, yeah, don't get me started on Fauci today. Yeah, wish we had time for that, but yeah. we don't. But it was uh, also, but Glenn, my point being, and I told these folks this, look, you've got, to, you've got to hate Trump really, really, really badly. Yep. Not to realize that we've got to get rid of Joe Biden. Right. And, you know, if, if, if you hate anybody so badly that you're willing to sell this country down the river, and literally that's what a vote for Joe Biden is, mm-hmm. I don't think we'll survive another four years of Joe Biden. If, you're, if you hate him that badly, you know, it's a, it's a problem. By the way, it was Groundhog Day this week, Glenn. Yeah. And uh, the the uh, Puxatawney Phil, I've, it's my lifetime on my one of the things on my bucket list you is, go? is to go to Puxatawney, PA, and to be there for Groundhog Day. We, <laughs> yet again, we didn't make it, but Puxatawney Phil did not see his shadow, so it's an early spring. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out for us. But I'm ready for spring, ready for a little warmer <laughs> weather. By the way, the reason that that's on my list. 
where where is on your list of favorite movies? Where does Groundhog Day fall? Oh, it's pretty high. Yeah, yeah. it's a great movie. Yeah. yeah, Groundhog Day. I wonder if Puxatawney got to drive off a cliff in a pickup <laughs> truck uh, this year. But one that's always been one of my things I, I do want to do. And I, about the last week of January every year, I realize well, it, it's not going to happen this year. But uh, it's still on my list. But Puxatawney Phil did not see his shadow. Predicted an early uh, spring, so we'll look forward to this. But it is the uh, parting wisdom segment. I'm reminded of some of the wisdom from one of my favorite movies, which is Groundhog Day. And, of course, uh, that's the infamous, uh, the famous movie where Bill Murray relives the same day over and over again until he finally uh, gets it right. And I'm just curious. It it reminded me as I thought about it this week, Glenn, that, that my day uh, has started to feel a little bit like Groundhog Day. Yeah. My days have started to feel a little bit like Groundhog Day. So I encourage everybody to... Uh, be thoughtful about the days that you lead and how you spend them and what you're doing and how you uh, relate to others and, and how you're using uh, those days that you are given. We only have a finite number of days, folks, yeah. and uh, sooner or later, our days will come to an end. And what will be your legacy? Who will you touch? Whose lives will you have impacted when you're gone? Let me leave you all with this bit of wisdom from the Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. That's Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Y'all have a great week. Be blessed. And join us again next week for more Saturday morning coffee. up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.